0: Was it that you, you became a mum quite young or is this in later life that, that this was going on?
1: No, I was a mum quite young. And mm. I did used to worry as well. You then carry the guilt as a mum of, am I affecting them? Am I going to cause damage? As it happens, my eldest is a psychologist now, so she made a career out of me. Brilliant. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's standing joke in our house. Yeah. It's just,
0: you know. W- wounded healers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three,
2: Now this is Straight Talking Mental Health, we're back for another month of tackling everything mental health and chipping away at that stigma. How do we do it? Well, you'd have to keep listening. My name is Peter Dunn, and the psychotherapist of the Joe is... Of the Joe? <laughs> of the Joe?
0: Psychotherapist of the Joe? The Joe? <laughs> That's what you said.
2: I said the Joe. Hmm. Ah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or of the show, maybe. No, of the, duo. No, all
3: the right. duo.
2: There's two of us. All right, like. When you were getting your back cracked there a few minutes ago, you didn't get tranquilizer. I was, I was getting my fucking room,
0: no. I was getting my arse. I was getting my arse felt up. That's what I was, ah, I was a, that's why you can't yeah. hear. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's all in all in the glutes. I was like he was popping was like oh, oh yeah, right there. And I was like as soon as I was like Emmett, as soon as that came out of my mouth I realised how sexual it sounded. <laughs> I just want to apologise. As long as it came out of your mouth and
3: not the other <laughs> end. You know? You l- have to
2: hold it in and go, Don't fart, don't fart, don't fart, don't
3: <laughs> fart.
0: <laughs> I said at least at least I'm paying directly for getting my arse felt up this time. Normally yeah, that's true. And uh, you're I both consenting,
2: said. so that's fair enough. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: I always uh, like I like to pay for my sex indirectly, you know, with dinner and a movie. <laughs> <laughs> At least this way, it's just explicit. I'm going to give you sixty euros. You feel up my arse.
2: <laughs> so Alan's just to about the, the fact that he went to a, a chiropractor there a few minutes ago, just in case you didn't know. And in case, yeah, in case you not a prostitute. In case you didn't know, this is Alan. By the way, he never introduced <laughs> himself.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: um, and I am the psychotherapist. You authority. are the psychotherapist. Absolutely. Yeah. I put um, the psycho in
0: psychotherapist.
2: There you go. I won't add any other word in that no anyway. <laughs> no, don't, don't add <laughs> <that> the latter <laughs> that was the person you were seeing there a few minutes ago
3: yeah mm.
2: <laughs> So this week we are straight talking MBSR or mindfulness based stress reduction. We're going to have Emily Hume who teaches in this for a chat shortly and she will explain it all to you. Now, if you don't know by now, you can get all our episodes uh, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening right now, or you can get them on the website straight talking Podcast dot com or just no, search for i and the social <laughs> STMA's is it podcast is it I <laughs> I don't know as I said to you I don't I don't go onto our website that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Clearly why would I go onto a website about me?
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> STMHpodcast.com. Is that what it is? Well, then yeah. it's
2: straight talkingpodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. Or, no, that's, that's at at STMHpodcast.com. Stmhpodcast. <laughs> you have two options to get in touch. Okay? <laughs> anyway, just just do it. Just Google it. You know what I mean? You know by now. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of telling you every month. <laughs> uh, just the people months. listening, this is their <laughs> first
3: one. <laughs> Get let's right let's
2: try
0: that again. The website, stmhpodcast.com. If you're going to email us, you got some feedback, you want to come on as a guest, whatever it may be, that's hello at stmhpodcast.com. Yeah, you know it all, yeah. yeah, One of us is a professional that works in the media, one of us isn't. Yeah, guess who? <laughs> figure, figure it out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's the story, dude? Come here, that month flew by, didn't it?
0: Yeah, fucking hell. Are you still, still happy asleep?
2: enough with our monthly podcast? As opposed to weekly,
0: uh, yeah, a lot of people aren't. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, you know, people talk to clients that listen to the show and stuff like that. They're like, "Oh, we we'll just not go back to, we we'll just not go back to to weekly." I was like, mm. it, "It's time. It all comes down to time." Yeah, yeah.
3: that's
0: it. Yeah, it's very time consuming. Um, mm. It is hard. So. It's hard to get a flow. It's, it's hard to get a flow on it with, with just once a month. Like you know, mm. it is that yeah. that, that feels this that that feels a little bit disjointed. Mm you get used to going, there's nothing on there. And as I, even last week I was like, I fuck, I forgot about the podcast. Um, And uh, you know, that's funny. I would miss it, you know, and I look Mm. forward to it.
2: Look forward to chatting. Look forward to putting it. I love it. Love it when we do it. It's always a
3: thought.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes you could be, you could be looking forward to it. And then you nail down a time, you know, you have that very narrow window, Mm. you know, what suits you, what suits me. And then something could happen and you go, balls, you know, that's put us out, or yeah, yeah. if we don't get it recorded today, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to record on another day or whatever. You know, it is very time-consuming. like
0: Yeah. But, yeah.
2: Uh, look, it is it is what it is, I suppose. And, uh, but it is what it is. We're trucking on. We're trucking yeah, on. Yeah, That's it. That's the main thing. Um, What's happening with you? Any stir, crack, gossip, etc.?
0: Uh, uh. <laughs> I suppose I, I spoke to you before, but... I probably should should mention it. Single again, so um mm. not going to go into any detail on it. Um wouldn't be wouldn't be right, but um yeah, so that's that's been a interesting uh period since we were last on air and stuff. Yeah. So uh yeah. That's that's all right. But it's it's the fucking it's the prospect of dating again. That's that's the fucking you're like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> just.
2: <laughs> are you back out there or are you going to go, no, I'm going to give uh, a while there.
0: No, I'll, I'll dip it all back in, but um, I'm not not looking at any, not looking at dating or... I always kind of said, one way or another, this will be the last, probably my last relationship. Like, I just... What do you
2: mean by that?
0: Uh, just get fucking sick of the man, you know? Just this point 45 45 and april and it's just like you try and you try and it don't work out it's like there must be a common denominator i i have to be that common denominator um in those situations but every everyone everyone starts out in a relationship with the best of intentions Mm. and you know things things change along the way and there's some things you'll tolerate and some things you won't tolerate, and you know some things just there's, there's just there's just no going back from. So um, as, you say, you, you, as with the podcast, you you keep on trucking. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, no, the 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 thoughts of dating and stuff like that now is is not appealing. Mm. And then you know the the prospects are or the options are online dating, like, and that's a fucking. <laughs> that's a big part of shite like mm. same people you know and then you know it's all again it's all algorithms and it's all money and uh, you have to pay uh, to be shown and you know the likes of Tinder and stuff like that it's it's literally a, it's that's literally a money game like
2: oh, of course they're there to make money you know, they're, yeah. they're there to help people find true love if well, you anybody. want
0: more matches oh sign up for our, the premium account or whatever it may be and sign up and then oh and sign up this and then you can message people and and pay for this bit and you can and you can do that bit and um you're basically then, like pimps <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but you know it's it's interesting because you know the, all all the things like oh you know make sure your profile pictures you're smiling in your profile pictures and i'm like i got autism i look fucking weird when i smile in photographs so i've got the same fucking face <laughs> i remember even even uh, even my ex said to me, he's like you look. You have the same smile in everyone or in everyone in the photographs. I was like, yeah, that's my fucking that's that's my smile. Because like, I look fucking weird that. and awkward <laughs> when I try to force a smile in photographs. So I was like, okay, so smile in pictures where you're laughing. It's like that. That's an out. And then everyone's like, nah, you don't want to do the online thing. You wanna you wanna go out and meet people in the in the real world. It's like, well, I'm not gonna meet people through work. That's a, that's a client. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Yeah. And then autism related again. It's like, well, I've got a very very small social uh friends etc so and they're all at different phases in their life so they're not going out and they all have wives and partners and kids etc mm. so that's not an option i was like well you just need to go up and approach and I was like i've got fucking autism i find it difficult to fucking talk to people and i can't do small talk so i was like that's your options <laughs> <laughs> i was like fuck
2: this <laughs> um yeah it's difficult to think like what are your options at this stage i mean do you Without some some sound without patronizing do you do like like no a class at the weekend or something or do you
3: mm.
2: you know, I, I don't know. Do you join a, a fitness group or running group or something like that? And mm. you know, but is it I, I don't know. I, I really yeah. don't know. Like what?
0: Oh, don't ask me, man. I've been fucking <laughs> I've been too having <laughs> too long in and out of this game. Yeah. So it's um it's 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 quite draining. Mm. What I'm not sure? to hold on hope, I suppose.
2: How are you keeping?
3: Ah, I'm
0: alright, man. Yeah, I'm alright. Like mm. It was it was a tough decision I had to make, and the right one for for everyone involved. Um, but that's I don't want to. I don't speak ill or anything like that. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be mm. appropriate. So, um, but alright to move on and mm. leave it at that. I suppose is, yeah. is the fairest way I could do it. No, oh, it's fair enough.
2: I know we spoke before about, um, you know, when you break up with somebody, I suppose, you know, maybe more so in, you know, middle ages where, where you're uh, when you break up, you're not just breaking up with a person, you're breaking up with their friends, with um, their family, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. In
2: some cases, they're kids yeah. as well, so that's that's a difficult thing to.
0: And that's and that's exactly you know overcome. that's exactly what I would have had you know both uh, both of us got on extremely well with uh, with our own kids and yeah. I was quite close you know especially to to the youngest to the two year old and you know, that that all goes away Um and that's that's the reality of dating. He's in middle ages, not not that I have the plague, but as as I you know. If I get to 90, <laughs> I'm i I'm probably middle-aged right now. Like, so, you yeah. know. <laughs> Which you would expect to do in this day and age, in fairness.
2: Yeah. At, yeah, least,
0: 90, at least wait to get the check. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. The fucking...
2: In for I the check.
3: The, on, the online dating
0: will take a few years off anyway. <laughs> 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 <The> stress. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, there is, there is a lot more to it. Like, you know, there is... Yeah. Uh, there is yeah, of course. connections outside of that, outside of the person that you're in the relationship with. So and and, and that gets that gets lost along the way as well. Um
2: mm-hmm. there's also the, the the kind of the new life you built for yourself within that relationship, the new routines you have they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The oh we used to watch such a show or you know, even the drive, you know what I mean? Like it, that yeah, might have yeah. been nice and therapeutic, you know, that's gone and <sighs> You know, you're 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 saying goodbye to a life that you've built up, but you're also saying hello to a life that you thought you left behind.
0: Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh yeah, it is. It's just it's adjusting back to that, and you know, mm. weekends to yourself again, and yeah, yeah, filling filling that and stuff like that. So,
2: how are you feeling that?
0: Well, I'm heading over to Canterbury in a few weeks. So oh, I'm lovely! Over to, heading over to see my daughter. Lovely um, stuff at the start of march and then i gone to london for my birthday in april nice so one. treating myself uh i a friend Niall over there um nile like cast in the lead in the lead role of my play because he's a person that i really like. i was like and he put up a picture it's like fucking nice and over there so when i'm gonna meet up with him i haven't seen him person just a guy that i you know just a good friend someone that you read it's just someone you really like i was like He's just a good guy. He's just a good mm. guy, and and I and I like I like being around him. I remember when I first met him, and um, we were doing a play together, and I came into came into the rehearsal space. I was like, "Who's this good looking bastard?" I was like, "Oh, I sound as well. Oh, great. Uh, oh, and he's a fucking great actor." It's like you hate people like that. Yeah. You yeah. fucking prick. talented, good looking, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and sound
0: pure fucking sound. <laughs> you really couldn't meet a sounder lad like. No, nah, are like, Oh, you bastard. And he's <laughs> <laughs> like, one of these people's like, I kind of don't want to stand too close to you. I don't know if he's self-esteem is that good.
3: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs>
0: to, to be around, you know, just handsome man like this. So... Go, Sorry, Niall,
2: to... Niall, you don't have an ugly brother, do you? That <laughs> you know, I can hang <laughs> around
3: Niall, with for a actually, while.
0: Actually, what about Niall's brother? Is he the young, I think he's actually the youngest priest in Ireland or something like that. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that was when I last. I haven't seen Niall in a couple of years. So. Mm. I think we, we might take in a show, go and see That's a play so. over, over in the West End. So what are you hoping to like see? That. I don't know. I was looking at a few things, and there's a few things that'll be over. So James McAvoy is in... Um the de Bergerac, but that's gonna be finished by the time I get over there. Amelia Clark is in the Seagull. Uh that's your one O Game of Thrones. And that's not going to be on when I get over there. That's not starting Until May or something like that. So I'm kind of in this awkward position where there's not there, there's <laughs> there's not much there that's appealing to me. But I might go and see Hamilton again. So we'll mm. see. Yeah, no, not too bad. What about the mouse traps? That's still going. I think that's always going, isn't it? Is that the one that's, that's, that's always, that's always going. going? Yeah, yeah. I'll been you see that. the Lemaise, Phantom of the Opera and stuff like that. Yeah. Kinky yeah. Boots, those those sort of stuff. I think yeah, they're, they're the always going. Although Book of Mormon is supposed to be amazing. So it's supposed might to be to hilarious, that. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, any, any friends that I have that are into the musical theatre they said that's that's fantastic. Mm. Um, so I might, might might have a look at that as of, as I've never seen it. The first one I
2: seen over there was Avenue Q. Do you ever see that? Is
0: that the puppets?
2: Yeah, it's like the puppets meet South Park meets. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it I've never seen know. it yeah. Ah yeah, it's very funny
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very okay. good Um Space yeah. Street goes X-rated kind of thing
2: Pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, It was so good I bought the soundtrack on the way out <laughs> <No> You <way. laughs> Yeah, it was very good Brilliant um, Nice to dude So something to look forward to and like you know yeah, That kind of it, brings yeah. us on to the fact that restrictions are lifting as well mm. and um, you know the, the reason we can do things like this we can we can plan shit, it's brilliant, yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah
0: um how are you feeling around that yeah, it'd be nice nice to get back to some some, some normality, mm. but in saying that I went went to the cinema there on Sunday went to see Uncharted, which is new Tom Holland, the Mark Walrock movie based on the video game, my favorite video game series um but it was all back to normal, sitting right beside strangers with no oh, yeah. masks on. And I yeah, was like No gaps there's a, there's a lot to be said For that old social distancing yeah. <laughs> as, as someone that's quite anti-social I was like I fucking love this Like you stay all the way over there <laughs> i stay here all by my lonesome I'm alright with that <laughs> I get in and I looked at the seat And I was like Oh fucking people sitting Literally everywhere around yeah. me Oh
2: shit People <laughs> yeah. breathing on the back of my neck And everything <laughs> Yeah
0: Come here, how are um, your
2: how are your clients coping with the um, the lack of restrictions now? Is there is there a relief or does it bring a bit of anxiety with it as well?
0: No, I'm not not, not seeing anything, not anyone percent. I don't know, man. I haven't really You know I suppose what I'm seeing in clients is every, every obviously everyone's glad that it's lifting because it mm-hmm. had been phasing in. And then the government just went, Right, lads, have at it. Mm-hmm. Right, go on there. Is yes, there a grand there? Yeah. Six o'clock in the morning, fucking go for it. Or like, huh? What? <laughs> Do you know no, what just, it was just, like?
2: Do you know when you're you're messing on a wall or something like that and your mother going, will you get down? Get down. Yeah. And you don't get down and she goes, okay, well, go stay on the wall so." And you go, Are you sure? Yeah, well, see if I care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I might just get down. <laughs> you
3: know, yeah. Just to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no. Yeah, this is too good. <laughs> well, that, that's well, like that's... the other one where it's like, you know what? I'm not even angry. I'm disappointed. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you're like, oh, oh no, or no, no, no! Be angry, stuff. be angry! Don't be disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll get over your anger. You might mm. get over your disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, because yeah, no, but I'm not not seeing it with anyone that's anywhere kind of anxious about a return. Yeah. <laughs> I have one client that's gone holidays in April it's like, I'm trying to get COVID, <laughs> so I don't get oh, it just recovery, before we sir, go. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, i at London gone.
3: You manage
0: to up avoid it. Like, nice. One. I, think, yeah, I haven't had it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing everything, and I, <laughs> I think my chances of getting an hour are ever more decreased. So, I'm probably <laughs> You'd be going to be all right. man. You'll go to Tesco's, pick up a
2: packet of biscuits or something, and then Pfft, COVID. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. um, I had a physio this morning with your man. I was supposed to have. I got a phone phone call last night, and like everyone that knows me, gone. Don't ring Alan. Text him. Like, I get a phone call on my on my own number, and I'm looking at the phone, going, "Who the fuck is that?
3: Hello." <laughs> Alan, hi, it's Rory here from I like MDC. the way you like, answered
2: that. It's like, hello? You know, like, you're waiting for instructions, you know what I mean, and <laughs> how the to save your this? family.
0: <laughs> you <know? laughs> he says, oh, Alan, it's, it's Rory here from MDC. Just, just let you know, look, I'm after testing positive. I have two antigens. I'm after I'm positive. I was like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, I'll book you with someone else. Yeah, no, no that's, that's grand, no bother. But I'm like, hello? <laughs> who, who's ringing me? And then I got a phone call this morning coming out of physio. I'm like, who the fuck is this ringing me? <laughs> This is your Amazon Prime account. Oh, yeah, I got that yesterday. Yeah. On the spam calls, yeah. I right.
2: never bought Prime in my life. You dickheads. Yeah. But there you go. But it's ringing
0: I, on an Irish mobile. They're fucking oh, sneaky fuckers. Mine had 13 spammers.
2: digits long with two pluses at the
0: start of it, so. No, yeah. this is an Irish three, I think. Oh, I right, know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, uh, so strange. But it's, um No, yeah, i just thinking about... It be fine. It. Everyone's kind of like turning around to, ah, look, you're going to get it at this point. Yeah. You know the fear has gone over it. Um and I think everyone is just just expecting that they'll mm. catch it and, and that'll be it. Like you know, I was just I was thinking about
2: people who suffer with uh with anxiety, social anxiety. Mm. Mm. Um because I was in the shop recently and I was legging it in and I was praying I didn't bump into anybody because I'd no time you know and i had the mask on and i had a hat mm. on me so all you could see yeah. was my two eyes and i was going this is brilliant i can just go in and out no problem yeah, nobody will yeah. notice me i can just leg it in and out because although i love stop chatting to people bumping into people i had no <laughs> time and i just didn't want yeah. to be ignorant you know what i mean so i was thinking about people with social anxiety after that would it be tough to drop the mask now you know would people find it easier you know, who do suffer with social anxiety to go into the shop wearing the hat and the mask, all the is mm. of the two eyes sticking out. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but look, the masks 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 aren't gone yet. I think they're talking about no. making them optional, you know, yeah, some yeah, time probably. in the future. So we'll see we'll see what happens there. But you know, you mm-hmm. think back to literally this time two years ago. And if someone came in wearing a mask in a fucking shop, you were scared. <laughs> This lads yeah. up to no good, like. Yeah. And now it's the other way. Someone comes into the shop going, "Why is not that fucker wearing a mask?"
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Although I'm starting to see more
2: people not wearing a mask recently. I still wear all mine. Yeah, me too. I'd always wear mine. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, no, I'm, I'm noticing a few more people just not wearing masks or or walking around with them on their chin in a shop. Yeah, it's yeah. Ridiculous
0: like that, you know. But uh, ah, yeah. look at this stage. I don't know. Do we care? Mm. Yeah, it's it's kind of getting to that point, I think. Mm. People have just gotten to say, ah, oh, fuck this shit now.
2: Yeah. Come on. yeah, yeah. Let's,
0: let's just get on with this now. This is fucking, we're taking a piss here now. Yeah,
2: yeah. You could be referring to the podcast here. So let's move on with this. the Fuck, we're taking a piss. <laughs> Come on.
0: <laughs> How was your month? What's been going on with you? Um, yeah, it's grand.
2: Uh, good old stretch in the evening. Good old stretch in the grand. evening. Grand. Huh? A grand ah, stretch in that, the yeah. evening. It's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. I find myself looking at the clock every five minutes going, wow, it's still bright. Is it Laura, it's still bright. Look, <laughs> look, at still out. bright out. Not that I'm going to go out in it, but I'm just looking out at it. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> look at yeah. them people out there They're out and, <laughs> join, that,
0: they're out and join the grand stretch. Yes, that's great, yeah.
2: Well, for yeah. them. Fair play to them. <laughs> just got to stick on the much. telly.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been a good month. Um, good. That spring is in the air. We booked a holiday as well, so oh, where uh, are you going? That look We're going to Italia. Ah, lovely. Yes, Buongiorno, Buongiorno. Fucking love Italy. Uh, love Italy. I uh, might, I've might never been to Italy, Italy for my life. Right. So, ah, love it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Just outside Rome. So mm. hopefully, 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 um, things don't go tits up in terms of COVID and everything. So we'll I don't we'll think see. They're too good, are they?
3: Uh, it, I don't, I don't Italy's know. too good is
2: it? I don't know we're going to um one of the um yeah, the holiday camps you know the mm. uh, like Euro camps or one of those so oh, right. we'll yeah, basically yeah. be we'll be in Italy but we'll be in like um uh, like uh, a yeah, you're come, a Benetton you're in ad you know what I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. you know, people from all over the world in <laughs> the one place you know what I mean it's nearly yeah, like the airport the you language. know it's no nationality yeah. Um, but uh, yeah so looking forward to that but look it's just something to look forward to
0: you know, that's it. You know, just yeah, something to plan hoping. for. You know Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, At least so. there's a little bit of hope there, though. I mean, we were even the same, the golf yeah. trip that we had. Oh, yeah. to go every, every May. You know, we had Jim, Jim that we had on. Jim mm-hmm. and Jim were all, so we're all sorted. Like, we haven't gone golfing. in the last two years. First year, first year was cancelled, cancelled last year. So this one has actually all been paid for two years ago. And we're all like, Clubs booked, uh, you know. Everyone's like, "Yeah, we're, you we're going this year, boys. We're going. Brilliant. We're going this year. Flights booked. You know, everything." So the voucher was there from Aer Lingus. The the golf was paid for two years ago. So go for a it, dude, it's it. all done. So I was like, "Yeah, I think I, I think we're all right, boys. I think we're all right." Lovely, lovely. Oh, uh, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Jesus,
2: a um, bit of hope. Yeah. Um. Actually, there's a rile before we get into smiles and riles. I. I was looking to fly to Spain with the family. And it was costing something like €1,100 to fly from Dublin to Spain return, okay? But if you fly from Birmingham or East Midlands, Mm. it was €400. What? What a rip-off. What an absolute rip-off. So you could fly to Birmingham or East Midlands um, for about 80 quid for four people and then fly to Spain. For 400 quid. And that's, they're all returned now. They're not one way. Fuck. Unreal, isn't it? Like, what do we do? What do we do in this country? Is it lack of competition? That's is it just tax? Is well, it, there, there's the it, other thing. Is
0: it, when, I was booking, when I was booking the parking for the airport, the queue park, the quick park, mm. um, uh, parking is gone. So now you can only park at the airport used to be the one that had the, the green feeder bus. It was just around the it was around the corner. You had the
2: red car park and the blue car park.
0: Yeah, but there was also Quick Park. Oh, there was an independent it wasn't car park. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And yeah. That, that was always cheaper. Yeah, um, and you'd get you'd always get discount codes and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. and that's gone. now So now you're literally. No, so do you if know they actually... decide, If they decide to put their prices up, tough shit. Here, hold on. I, I always get
2: confused with the name, right? Um, da da da. I think it's the Carlton Hotel. Yes, they do it. That's where I park.
0: Yeah, their Uh, bus only goes every half hour or something like that.
2: No, it's not the Carlton, actually. It's the Clayton. Clayton. That's the one I use, yeah. 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 Um, But it's always pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and at least you can go to... Because I know people who've been stung, who've been not late for flights, but have Mm. been... Pushing it time wise. Yeah, yeah. And they're sitting yeah. out there in the blue car park going, where's the bus at four in the morning? You know, where the hell? Yeah. And yeah. the bus driver is on his break. You know, at Not least in the hotel, you sake. can go up to the reception
0: and go, get your man to get his arse back here as quick as possible. <laughs> you know. That was um, the good thing about the, the quick park because they had buses every few minutes. You were, mm. you were literally like, you're never waiting more than five minutes. Next yeah. one. Next one. Next one. And it was, that, that was great. So you never had any fear of, you know, being waiting, waiting a while. But yeah. Just the cost of living in Ireland is just... Oh, stop. It's extortionate, the price yeah. of petrol. I had yesterday and he was talking about, like, you know, compared to I can't afford. Can't, like, it's getting to the point where I can't afford to drive up to Dublin to see my friends and family. Like, mm. Oh, it's gone horrendous. Yeah. building supplies, everything. It's all... Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, it's going it's gonna to be tough now. Mm. You know, yeah, hotels are gone up, flights are gone up, everything is It's impacting. You know, wages fucking haven't gone up.
2: No. No. Even your your shopping, your cereal, it's all gone up.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah.
2: All that. Um so there you go. But anyway, um as I said to you, spring is in the air. And, yep. and uh we're all raring to go for a great summer this year. And uh we are uh we're in between two storms at the moment, and I'm—I find myself looking out at the wheelie bin, hoping it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I
3: got a text yeah.
2: last night from um, the uh, the bin company—is it board, board Gosh or not a BNG or something like that? Oh, board ammonia, yeah. board ammonia—that's it. Yeah. Oh mm. gosh, Jesus! <laughs> That's the gas company yeah. outside <laughs> Ireland, which a lot of ordinary people are. Lately. The, the turf company, <laughs> the turf company. <laughs> they don't do yeah. turf anymore. don't, know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. or
0: bricks, rare yeah, bricks. We're stopping. We're stopping yeah. all fossil fuel power in our electricity. We have no alternative. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, what do we do? Yeah. We're having blackouts. Uh, <laughs> I know. We didn't think Let's that much of Germany. Germany. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um,
2: game and rain. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I got a text last night. Please put out your recycle bin. Of all bins to put out in the middle of a storm. <laughs> a recycle bin. <laughs> Jesus. You get notifications, so, do you? Oh, you do. You get a text uh, the uh, night before, or the evening before. Uh,
0: uh, to put out your bin.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, handy. I
0: don't. I've, I've one neighbour. I never know. I do so that One, one neighbour yeah. and they're all going... Oh, who's out? The old one up the road. She, she always knows. Recycling, right? Her bin is out, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's how. That's how I, I, have I have to go out at fucking ten o'clock at night, look up the road, and see if she has her bin out. <laughs> I go fuck it. She doesn't have hers out. Balls, I'm fucking try and remember that now in the morning. See what everyone else has out. <laughs> it's pity your bin company
2: don't do like an online schedule that can tell you what bin is coming every week. And just I don't. I, don't I couldn't anything. fucking tell
0: you. There's an app doesn't fucking doesn't tell you on that. Uh, Ray Wheelins, we- you need to fucking up your game.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Mm. Um, so there you go. Uh, so holiday booked. Probably going. Yeah. So looking good for you. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. it is. does. Yeah. Um, oh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we're still, you know, you, you're still in fear of, you know, looking forward to anything. You don't be let down. Yeah, Although yeah. I'm really looking forward to um, uh, going to a gig tonight for the first time in like two oh, years. Yeah. Where are you going well, Not the first gig in two years. I've been at an outdoor gig. But yeah. uh, I'm going to a comedy gig. I'm going to see David O'Doherty. Oh, the motherfucking D.O.D. Oh, he's brilliant. I really <laughs> like David O'Doherty. And he's playing a yeah. Mullingar. What? He's like round the corner from me. It's brilliant. So I'm looking the that. stables? Is
0: that the place? No, the place? no,
2: he's in the art centre. All oh, right, Lovely. Yeah. You have an um, art centre down there? Oh, we have an art centre. I've been an art centre down there for years. Very good Very idea. Nice. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. Um, that was originally booked last year. I think it was March 2020 or something bizarre like that. What? Yeah. And it was Jesus rescheduled, Christ. got the money back and then uh, back in for tonight. So yeah, looking forward mm. to it. Yay. So, Excellent. Yeah, he's brilliant. I love him. And in fairness, Sorry you don't get you. A, a comedian of that quality. You know, when you see him appear like regular on 8010 Cats Do Countdown mm. and stuff, mm.
3: and,
2: you know, all these shows on, on Channel 4 and Bits and Bobs and Sky and, It's just great to have a comedian of that quality in your locality. You know what I mean? Mm. And Mm. I think it's his first gig for two years. So hopefully he's raring to go. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I look forward to that. And do you know what the cool thing is as well? Tickets are like 20 quid. Dine. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah.
0: You can book them through Ticketmaster then, I think. (laughs) Yo, to the local (laughs) art center. Robin (laughs) Bastards.
2: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, So, there you go. Looking forward to that tonight, anyways. Um, we'll do, let's get into some correspondence and then we'll do some smiles and riles. What do you think? Let's see what has you smiling, see what has you riling. Um, so in the meantime, uh, big shout out to Raymond who got in touch on, uh, messenger, by the way. Um, he said, Alan and Peter, I have to say I miss your weekly podcast, but you're human and your lives have to be lived. Uh, I listened to narcissism today at work. Narcissism was the, the last episode. Uh, I was having a bit of a down day, and then you read my correspondence. It was unexpected, and I put a smile on my face. Thank you. I'm doing well, though. Three months, alcohol-free, being mindful, and meditating. I have some court issues to deal with yet. Hoping for the best there. Who knows? Once I'm solidly down this good road, maybe I will join you and tell my story. Thanks again for all you do. Smiles and Riles. That's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Please come on, tell your story whenever you're ready whenever you feel like it, it will be great to hear from you. hundred
0: um, percent. And That's
2: if nice anyone else see. wants to Last out, one we read out, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it wasn't
0: too good last time, Raymond, when, when he last got in contact that we read out last month. Mm-hmm. So some improvement there. Good. Yeah, That's absolutely. nice to hear.
2: That's here. brilliant. So um, big shout to Danny Ryan who got in touch. He loved the, Danny. the last episode. Fair play to you, Danny.
0: Yeah, no, Danny. Danny is another sound chap. Quite another a sound, sound chap, chap as
2: well, yeah. Lovely. Yeah.
0: Um, all our listeners are sound. All are, of course they're sound, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounds like that bit fattered head. So you got a lovely bottom. Haven't they all got lovely bottoms? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't all the
2: listeners dead sound? <laughs> he was politically correct 25 yeah. years ago. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of our listeners, uh they give you a top five at five of where people around the world are listening at the moment. Oh, yeah, go for it. Top five at five. See if you can guess. Number five. Australia. Nah, Canada. Ah. Oh. At number
0: four. Australia, New Zealand.
2: Australia, well done, yeah. <laughs> at number three. Ireland. Ireland, fair play to you. At number two. UK. Yep. Yeah, at number one. South America. Yay! Yay! Hey, I don't forget
3: everybody that was a good list, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's pretty good. It's always um, consistent. It's always, it's always consistent. No, it's same not. Countries. We used to have the majority well, of listeners UK. from Ireland, then
2: some yeah. from the UK, the, then trickle down. Uh, UK took of, over for a long time. Then UK were in the lead. Yeah, now it's yeah. like Eurovision, yeah. man.
0: It just keeps changing. You know what I mean? Yeah, the tables keep changing. I had a top five, <laughs> but they're they're always in the same top five. Yeah, ah, the UK yeah, fucking yeah. forgot all about us. Like, go, yeah, man. he's not making us laugh anymore. So now we just remember his fucking Sickie.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we just go back to the seventies and eighties, and we remember what the Irish are known for. Not fucking having to crack on podcasts anymore. You fucking terrorist!
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so there you she go. Come there. back,
0: come back, England. I'm, I'm gonna go over, and I'm over there now in March and April. I'll, I'll try and try and lure a few of them back.
2: Yeah, you go on there to uh, Trafalgar Square on, with your sandwich fuck. board with straight yeah. talking <laughs> mental health on it, just shouting <laughs> the odds of people. Would be
0: brilliant. Absolutely. Where are you going with that straight jacket, lads? what why, why are you coming toward me for why, why, why are you fucking doing I'm trying to help these people Take it. In. sure sure you are sure you're a psychotherapist yeah I got <laughs> a podcast course you do buddy course you do
2: yeah that's your Nick San <laughs> typical pick on the poor man just shouting at random people in public huh yeah, yeah I thought so I thought this was a free country <laughs> <laughs> um let's get into some smiles and riles wanna go first <laughs> no nah, you go first what have you got for me there um, let's give you let's give you some smiles Uh, my little girl Quiva got her lost her first toot oh, no way. yeah it was really it was one of those moments where she came up to me and she goes daddy you have a wobbly toot and I went oh <laughs> I feel really old now <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah she lost a tooth. Uh, a couple of toot weeks ago tooth fairy come uh, yeah and speaking of the cost of living that has affected the tooth fairy as well yeah, that little bitch has gone up to 5 euro
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> James, James, lost a tooth here a couple just before Christmas, I think it was, and um, oh, I think I'm sneeze. Yeah,
3: oh, <laughs> there me. We go.
0: COVID. Excuse, excuse me. You're a goose. Yeah, you're last a goose. one. So, like, I had to lose tooth. I was like, come here, and I gave a little poke Because is that hurting? No, right.
3: <laughs> literally, literally
0: <laughs> I pulled no it out. I pulled it out. it literally went <laughs> just a little. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Texas, ma'am, mom just to see what the what the tooth fairy left because. According to James, the tooth fairy left twenty euros. Oh no, 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 twenty no, 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 euros! No, no, no. And you, I was like, "You have to lose twenty teeth." You know the the tooth fairy is very generous up in Dublin. So I text, <laughs> I texted his mom to see what was what was the story about the tooth fairy. And the tooth fairy had gone around to so many houses that all they had, all the money they had, by the time James had let the tooth fairy know no. in late in the evening that his tooth had fallen out, was twenty euros. <laughs> ah, you see? I was gone I was fucking thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: see, my wife so, is very smart. She has an envelope full of five euro notes, and uh, they're tucked away for the for to give to the tooth fairy. Exactly. To, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, his, so. his
0: last tooth then in my house was six euros.
2: <laughs> so you had three two euro coins and you cut that's break. exactly like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to give them
0: four you didn't want to see main you know literally, <laughs> literally all I had and I was like euros, 20 euros holy <laughs> shit inflation is a motherfucker big time even in fairy world yeah. you know yeah but that's what happens when you find out late in the evening yeah, yeah. And, and you tell and by the time the tooth fairy knows all they have is Twenty
2: yeah. euros. <laughs> um, I I assume James, being a boy, he didn't give a fuck that he wasn't. He was missing a tooth.
0: That he was no. Going to have they're to taking ages. Like your teeth still not coming back in. Like fucking. Hell. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. No, queva two uh, two bottom two bottom teeth. At yeah, two front. very front Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I was like Jesus Christ of all teeth. No, she uh she cried when she had to put her tooth under her pillow. Uh, she didn't want to be separated <laughs> from her toot. <laughs> so and I have a video of her and it's lovely. <laughs> it's it's like she's grieving because she's unfurling <laughs> the tissue that the tooth was put in to go under her pillow and she wants to say one last goodbye to it before it goes. <laughs> and she's she's <laughs> into, like, inconsolable.
3: I don't yeah. want my tooth to go.
2: So Laura said to her, Look, you don't have to put your tooth under the pillow, it's fine. You don't have to give a tooth fairy if you don't want her.
3: But mm. I want the money. Yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and at that exact moment she got the prime example of what is life. Yeah. I don't want to, but I want the money. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. life. That's that's just a life lesson for you, right? there. Man, you should
2: hear her in deals every time she's to buy something out of her piggy bank. And you're told, <laughs> hand the money over to the man. No, I don't want to. Hand the money over. To, if you want that color and book, hand the money over to the man. Ah. So there you go. <laughs> she's my daughter. She's my daughter. All right. <laughs> she didn't make it off a of stone. No, there you have it. As <laughs> I to say, tighter than a camel's arse in a sandstorm. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So no, that was a that was a lovely moment. You know, it was one of those kind of, um, you know, it's up there with you know, cycling a bike for the first time, the first, yeah. the first. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. So ah, well, that's it. So welcoming more of those as they come along. Give me a
0: smile. Um. Yeah, I was thinking, I was fucking forgetting about them. I was like, oh, Jesus, what, what have I got? What have I got? A client finished up last night. Oh, good. Um, um, she'd been coming to me for a few years, every week, every two weeks, every six weeks in the end. Came from a, a, a background of severe childhood trauma and sexual abuse and physical abuse and um, had been in the mental health services and was heavily medicated over the years and um, started working through all the issues to the point that you know during COVID obviously the mental health service in Ireland are a fucking joke as, every, as everyone is aware of you get a phone call from someone how are you feeling yeah, I'm okay okay we're going to up your meds there we're going to give you a new prescription there Jeez, to how that goes. Yeah. talk to you again in six weeks like, it could be a five minute phone call and that's it Like, and I got to the point where she's like I don't want medication I don't need this medication I'm in therapy I'm working through everything I'm feeling fucking great stop and I got to the point where was like stop ringing me like you're actually annoying me now you're ringing me and I'm telling you if I needed the meds I would go down I'm worked through all the issues I'm fucking feeling great my life is wonderful and then she she finished up last night oh, brilliant mind. it was As you see someone that was Jesus in the depths I mean the depths uh, yeah. as I think back I think it was actually a family member that had to contact me on her behalf like okay and then you get someone and you help them through it all and there's like yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's that's good. That's mm. That's your win. To get especially. to get to have that impact on yeah, someone's yeah. life like you. Yeah. And not just her life, you know, her her family's life, yeah. her children's life. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that are a big win. You know, mm. you take them, you take them.
2: Yeah, the knock on effect.
0: Brilliant. Fair mm. play dude. Nice
2: one. You got a ride for me. Um let me see. Uh oh. <laughs> I have a bit of a rile a smile yeah. slash rile Um a twofer do you ever, do you ever try and, do you ever try and ring the bank? <sighs>
0: Get you to the bank? Oh, uh, no, thankfully.
2: I rang. Oh, no, I did. What did I, I have? The Fucking, yeah,
0: something there a few months ago. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. Three
2: hours and 30 minutes. I've done a Fucking hole. hell. And actually, since then. Three and a half hours. Yep. Yeah, since then I'm suffering from PTSD <laughs>
0: hey, hey. <Ba-dum-tsh. laughs> for anyone else I know permanent PTSD is a bang in Ireland
2: <laughs> hold, on, hold on hold on hold on I don't no, not know there we go did you hear that no okay hold on hold on hold <laughs> you down. didn't do it live
0: hey
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's our first uh, quick
3: as the first flash. time using the media board
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh, one of those dad jokes that I just thought. Oh, yeah, man, I love dad jokes. <laughs> do, want, do you want to go for that again? So you're three, three and a half hours, fucking three and a half hours on the phone to the bank. Yeah. What That's happened right. after your three and a half hours on the phone, babe? Oh
2: man! I've, since then, I've been suffering from a serious case of PTSD. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What a bunch of fucking children! (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you (laughs) very much. Yeah, stop. (laughs)
1: no that's all I can't take this praise
2: please please <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ we, we need go. to load more fucking more effects into this oh we board.
2: do yeah they're, they're just the ones that come free I can't believe we've gotten this far <laughs> before we've, we've actually used this. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to use it on the live episode but that, that no it didn't work
3: <laughs> it was hard
2: to know if it was working or not because it was going live yeah, yeah. and you can yeah, hear it but everyone else might necessarily hear it but there you yeah. go so now uh, you, know.
0: um, right? Let, I let's hope you had that live, did you? Did you had that preview or live? Because uh, we might be laughing along live, to something, yeah, and I'll go, go man, good man. <laughs> hopefully. Um, yeah. no, let's, let's everyone's going. What the fuck are these you fucking idiotics. idiots laughing at? There's just silence. Have you googling sound effects to download?
2: Um, no, let's let's give you an actual. Right. Well, it's a royal kind of. Smile. No, that's a big
0: fucking. That'd be some royal for me. Three and a half hours on hold. Right, you just, bastards. Yeah. Um, and oh, sorry, COVID. Although no, no, it was it on, it, it, it closed closed on all your branches
2: for like uh, an hour at one stage. But it was all right because I can still work away. Just the the Bluetooth headphones on. I'm like ah, mm-hmm. I don't mind. I'll wait. I need to talk to somebody, yeah. so you may talk to me, and I'll wait. I don't care. So mm-hmm. the only annoying thing is when you're on really long, and all of a sudden it just goes click beep. Beep, and you go. Oh, Some you bastard. bastard hung up on me.
0: Yeah, hung up on me. Mm.
2: But, anyways, um, no, last uh, last Friday, uh, it was like minus one degree out, and mm. uh, I dropped Queeve to school, and uh, I, uh, I was on the way out, and uh, I have a smartwatch. You have a smartwatch as well, don't you? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, buzzes for like uh, emails, texts. Mm, notification, notifications
0: so on your watch. Yeah.
2: So it buzzed on the way out. But it was that cold. I was wearing a coat. So I'm not going to drive along and roll up two sleeves to look at a watch. So <laughs> whatever. I'll get it when I go back. And i get into the house and uh, still got on a cup of tea before dinner. And I said, where's my phone? Is it over? No, it's not over there. Maybe it's in the car. i had look in the car. No. So and then I remembered I have a find my phone option on the watch. Yeah, yeah. And I hit that, except it came up disconnected. Now, it only disconnects if you're 100 meters away from your phone. Mm. Now, I don't know about your house, but my house isn't that <laughs> long or that big. So I thought, yeah. fuck, I'm after dropping it into school. So uh, I drove back to our school and pulled into where I, where I parked. And I seen it there lying flat down the ground. Thank no, uh... Jesus. So... Uh, I was walking up to it, and I noticed tire tracks all over it. Yeah, where it had been ran over a number of times. Because you can see the tire tracks going up it, going across it this way, and I thought, bollocks. Mm. But look, at least I can save the SIM card. I can save the SD card and all that kind of stuff. Photos are back. Look, mm. It's not the worst thing. It's just fucking awkward. About 200 quid worth of a phone. like. So uh, I picked it up, and spotless. Not a scratch on it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then I, I hit the little button at the side, it just kinda highlights it. And I was like, wow. Working it away turned it. on, yeah. <laughs> Peter Jesus. is holding up a intact phone. Yeah. And I then wow. I thought, oh look, the camera has to be goose, mm. has to be crushed at the back or something mm.
0: like that. Perfect. Perfect. Fucking so hell. So
2: big shout to the good people
0: of Huawei. You make phones for <laughs> hardy books. There you go. <laughs> in fucking China if the glass breaks some poor young lad gets shot <laughs> <laughs> you know make good enough you die
2: <laughs> <laughs> well whoever makes this Peter be no of work. Huawei. you die <laughs> <laughs> but yeah not a scratch I, I thought okay a crack That's on the screen amazing. or whatever if I got a crack yeah, yeah. on the screen and it still kind of turned on not the replaced. worst thing yeah. yeah Jesus like and ran over multiple times face wow. down as well so there you go fair play Hawaii <laughs>
0: Fair play. Yeah, we They're should have a like, fucking Samsung. I no, still haven't got my tablet back. Oh yeah, no, love, oh no, 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 no. I did get. Sorry, I did get my tablet back, and I came back worse than when I fucking sent it in. Oh Jesus Christ! Sent it back. There's no app store. Couldn't install any apps on it. Couldn't do a factory reset, which is no I'm good. Like, what for the a fuck? Tablet? This is worse yeah. than when I sent it in. Sent it back in. Still waiting. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So phone fix who carry out the repairs for Samsung are fucking useless. Mm-hmm. In my experience. There you go. Now Samsung, mm, yeah. take that. Huawei 1 yeah.
2: Samsung nil. Yeah. No. <laughs> Chinese go, fuck you, Korea. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to do a, a racial impressions anymore, are you? I, I don't know. And no. this podcast you're already right, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm sure we'll hear about it. <laughs> um, give me a royal. <clears throat> give you a rile. Um, similarly, um, work-related. A couple of other clients. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to think of myself as the autism whisperer. Um, I get I get clients coming in and, you know, you just start to see stuff and, you, you know, you start to hear stuff that they're saying and start to ask a few probing questions around autism and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, maybe just, maybe just go home, have a look, There's a couple of tests you can do online. And then they're off the scale, fucking autistic and stuff like that, but a couple of, a couple of adult clients at the minute and it's, it's really, one, one client in particular and, you know, she'd gone her whole life she hasn't officially got diagnosed, but when she does, she will be, like she is. And just the impact that's had on her life, like, you know, just, it was fobbed off as, you know, a bit of social anxiety. Always just kind of dismissed of, ah, sure, you were always a bit odd. Always a bit odd. You're, yeah. Ah, you are always a bit, yeah. bit queer, like, she always, ah, she was just always a bit off, like, but, you know, their whole life impacted by this,
3: mm.
0: you know, kind of, and look, it's, a, it's obviously a, a story I relate to, it's like, you're autistic, but you're you're not autistic enough to get support or, you know, to well, yeah. uh, the people think that you need a little bit of extra help or, you know, you kind of, you fly under the radar and it's very tough to see um, uh, the impact that it's had on their life, their entire life, from mm. childhood up to, you know late 40s, early 50s, uh, not not having this knowledge and missing out on life. I remember I had one one client who was a referral from the adult autism practice and done online and he was 50. like He'd never had a partner, lived, never lived with anyone, um, was quite successful in business. So, you know, no one would have ever known, you know, made a lot of money with, with a tech, tech company kind of thing, lived on his own, never lived with anyone, never had a partner, never kissed anyone. And... Here he is in in his fifties, and it's like that's your life now. That's imagine everything you've missed out on, mm. and it's it's just really hard to see. And anyone that has kids with autism, you know, they know what it's like trying to get support. But you know, to go your whole life undiagnosed and just thought as as a bit weird or mm. stuff like that, and um it's very difficult to see. You know, it's, it's really. It's really sad, you know, when you're sitting in front of someone and they're in tears of, you know, mm. and asking them, is this it? Is this, is this my life? Because what can you do about it? You know, it's, it's...
2: What's it like? Is it, is it a bittersweet moment to know that, okay, I'm not just a bit weird. There was something mm. wrong with me. And now yeah. I know I can work on it going forward.
0: I well, see what what happened. What happened to me? I, I burst out crying when I found out. But what happened then, and what I've seen a lot is there's this sort of thing where when you find out, your symptoms get worse.
2: It's because you know them,
0: and that's it. And it's like is it because I'm more aware? Was I always doing this and I wasn't aware about it, or now that I know, is it just kind of I'm not masking as much, and mm. it's it's just more evidenced? So it's 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 a really, it's a really strange sort of thing. And I see it a lot on a lot of the groups, uh, Asperger groups and stuff like that. Uh, everyone kind of saying the same things of, you know, geez, go, is it just me or did anyone else feel they got worse after they found out? And for some people, it is, it is that piece of, as I had, i will just, your experience totally been validated, like that mm. I wasn't mad, that there's a reason why you know, you are the way you are, the reason why you've struggled with friendships or the reason why, you know, whatever it may be, that there's a, a reason for it. But then for others, it's like, well, well, what can you do about that? Like, you know, when, <laughs> and, and as I've always said, and I say to every client that comes in with autism, it's like being autistic is grand
3: mm.
0: once you don't have to deal with other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it becomes a fucking problem.
3: Mm.
0: You know, one one young lad at the minute, a teenager, and, you know, highly likely that he is and uh, doing an art exercise and on one side of the mask is is smiling and stuff like that. And the other side then is sad and droopy eyes and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, I can explain that a little bit. So the happy part is when he's on his own, left playing video games. Mm-hmm. And the sad part then is, you know, when he has to pretend and he, and he has friends, he just doesn't doesn't need them, doesn't want them when they're there, when he needs them. Um, but he's happy being on his own. Mm. And, you know, for others then it's, You don't want to be on your own or, you know, when you're on your own by choice, that's, that's a different thing, you know, but when you Mm. want friends or you want someone to go out with or something like that, then you don't because part of autism is difficulty developing and maintaining friendships or relationships. Mm. Um, and that's, that's been their entire life and that's, it's really sad. You know, you get to this point and I've had so many clients ask me the question of how do you, how do you make friends when you're an adult? Like. Mm. I was like I don't know what to tell you, like you know, like that. Join a group, yeah. join a class, something like that. It's very tricky for them. Mm.
2: Yeah, it is. It, it, you know we spoke. I think one of the first episodes, of this podcast, we spoke about it, you know, and you you don't want to be the weirdo, <laughs> you know, mm. running up to somebody, do you want to be my friend? You yeah, know, yeah. and yeah. it is it's 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 difficult, you know. Um yeah, what do you do? You know, especially Mm. as you say earlier, you know, if you have autism, then 10 times harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you find yourself kind of looking back over your life and dissecting moments and incidents
0: and going, geez, what's that? Autism. Uh, 100%. 100%, 100%, 100%. yeah. I've looked every job I've been in where there's been an issue. It's been autism related. Every relationship I've been in, there's been serious consequences. Autism, you know, 100%. Yeah. Right. And then when well, like I said, when you look back through that lens and you're like, fuck it, only I knew. Mm. If yeah. only I knew and the people around me knew and there was allowances made for it or, you know, but life, life I, would 100% life would have been very, very different if I knew at an earlier age. Mm. Million percent. Yeah. My life would be on an entirely different course. But here I am now. Where I am now is grand. At least you found out now. But I would have never found out. Mm. I would have never I would have never been diagnosed only for I Do What I Do. And the tweet, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the tweet that, that tipped it over the edge. But yeah. you know, there's many people out there that don't know what I know mm. and don't do what I do and they'll they'll never know. And they'll go through their life feeling that there's something wrong with them. They're a bit of a weirdo, they don't fit in. Um and it's all their own fault.
3: Mm. It's
0: very sad. Yeah, and you know, yeah, it's very difficult to say. But mm. so that's me. That's me. Royal, more a sad royal sad than royal. an angry royal. Royals or royals, good or bad. Riles or, or riles, yeah. yeah, now we have it. it definitely riles. end a smile. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, this week we are straight talking MBSR, and we're absolutely delighted to be joined by Emily, who just opened a big can of Budweiser. How are you, Emily? <laughs>
3: water. Crack it open. <laughs> yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. The devil's of water. It's water yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers for that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> isn't that the Irish for whiskey or something? Ishkabaha, isn't that? Like, the devil's water there you go. Or something yeah. like that. That's that's the literal I think, translation. I think, right. Yeah, you Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whiskey in Irish is Ishkabaha. So devil's water, or it's something water yeah. anyway. It's, um, it's good stuff. But you're you're cracking open your right. quotation marks water.
1: Yes, definitely. Mm, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Emily, you got in touch with us here a
2: while ago, and uh, do you want to give us a bit of a bit of background as to why you got in touch?
1: Yeah, um, I got in touch because I'd found I'd done a search engine, and your podcast came up on Spotify. To which I know
2: it's good to know.
1: Yeah, you've done a session on (laughs) mindfulness, which um, I'm very interested in due to a past in a lot of time having depression, to which I've had the help for now, but then I've followed mindfulness to continue with my mental health and keep it upbeat or as upbeat as you can.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) As you guys know, the I don't. I don't think there's an actual cure to depression and such like. I think it's all about how you manage it afterwards. So
3: mm,
0: true indeed. Mm. You're up north mm. somewhere, Emily, are you? Yorkshire. Oh, Yorkshire. Um, Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> On, On the the a fucking hopper. upper, yeah. and a nice <laughs> part of ale. Oh, fucking lovely! That's it, I love see? it. Me buying chips, <laughs> buying chips, <laughs> mushy peas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: Not the puddings, I
0: think he will find. Oh the yeah, puddings. and yeah, fucking any amount of gravy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, just, just to uh, clarify before we do get started, Ishgabaha is the water of life, not the devil's water. Oh, the water of yeah, life. Yeah, oh, there you go. You were trying to be negative about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emily, you mentioned there before, you, before your interest in mindfulness that you uh, experienced depression throughout your life. Is that maybe something you could tell us a little bit about of what that looked like from your point of view?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, it's, it's definitely put me on where I'd love to be able to help more people. I really would, because I do feel there's a downfall in mental health help for, especially in the current times. Um, self-referral, things like that are just ridiculous as far as I'm concerned, but that's personal opinion. Um, I suffered from 14 for about 24 years before I got the correct help, which was a psychiatrist sessions, and he introduced me to mindfulness. So, um, and along with the depression came the various side effects, such as self-harm, anorexia, that kind of thing. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt, so to speak. Mm. But yeah, it's a worrying time at the moment. In regards to um, the NHS and help, seeking help, getting the correct help, it's very hard, I think.
2: So When, when you were 14, Emily, what the depression look like when you were a 14-year-old?
1: It was more self-harm, really, then. I didn't okay. realise what it was as such. Um, but I spent 10 years reoccurringly going to the doctors, to which I was told I had um, SAD, because I went at the same time every year. So it just got struck yeah. off as seasonal disorder.
0: Seasonal affective disorder, yeah. Yeah. which they don't call it anymore. No. Or so. well, they changed the name. Didn't yeah, it's it like depressive mm. disorder with seasonal symptoms or something like that. Is that a great acronym? Yeah.
1: SAD. Well, yeah, Some, yeah. Of summed course, it up
2: yeah. perfectly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and
2: uh, self harm is it's so common. Nowadays, we were, myself and Alan were only talking about it there recently, like the amount of people that got in touch with us and said, you know, Mm -hmm. you do something on self-harm. We did something on self-harm, but self-harm has so many different stories. I mean, for you, what was it like or what did it look like?
1: For me, I was um, a people pleaser with my depression. So I didn't ever want to bring anybody down with me or put them in that place. Or So my personal self-harm was to do with venting on myself rather than other people um mm.
0: so but, it was kind of anger anger turned inwards
1: yeah yeah M- however my daughter's recently suffered and and she took a different way with it she i don't know she described it differently to what to what i did so it it is very common especially at the moment in teenagers mm. it's massive mm. It really is, and you, the contradicting advice you get now is unreal. Unreal. One one set of voices will be telling you to rid the house of every knife, pill, medicine, and then others are mm. saying leave them because they'll find something else to use. And it's,
3: yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, Um And I just think modern times as well, digital society. There's too much information on everything now. You mm. can't you can't just find mm. specific information, um, but yeah, mine was to do with venting and maybe not being misunderstood. That's a good way mm. of putting it as well. Okay, yeah.
0: Um, what was the nature you mentioned- of? Sorry, P. Go ahead. Sorry, i no. Go ahead. What What was the nature, Emily? Was it Was it cutting? Was it something else?
1: Um, I tend to hit myself with things, so, um. Mm. It was rare I cut, to be fair. So as a mum, I had to hide it. It wasn't something you could have visible to the kids mm-hmm. and things. So, yeah.
0: And was this, was it that you, you became a mum quite young or is this in later life that that this was going on?
1: No, I was a mum quite young. And mm. I did used to worry as well. You then carry the guilt as a mum of, am I affecting them? Am I going to cause damage? As it happens, my eldest is a psychologist now, so she made a career out of me. Brilliant! <laughs> no, <laughs> that's standing joke in our house. It's yeah. just you know, w- wounded healers. Yeah, yeah, but um, mm. so yeah. At the end of the day, it's an illness. People with depression forget that it's an illness. You wouldn't treat anybody with um, a disease the same. You you mm. don't set out to be that way.
3: Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's difficult. And there's so much
0: of it. Yeah, I think that's a very common experience as well for, you know, for people with depression, because that self-loathing and that self-hatred that you turn against yourself, that it just compounds it because you're feeling this way. And then you hate yourself because you're feeling this way and you can't stop feeling this way.
1: Yeah.
0: And it just, it just all goes, just compresses it all. Yeah. And elongates the whole experience.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a circle. There's definitely a circle that just goes round and round and round. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not great. And
2: how did you stop self-harm and Emily?
1: Um, when I saw my psychiatrist who changed my life, I can't lie. He was amazing. But getting oh, yeah. to that point is a difficult thing. You've got to go through so, yeah. so many referrals. And I got discharged two or three times. Um but when I got the right help, he was fantastic. I give him his dues. He was brilliant. So, what,
0: what did life look like before that point, Emily? Before you, you got to see someone and got the, got the proper help, what, what what was life like?
1: Not brilliant. I was... <laughs> uh, no, honestly. I don't <laughs> you don't say. I <laughs> know. Uh, it's difficult because it, it's such... Every day is a challenge. And every day you wake up wanting to be different. I'm wanting to have a good mm. day. And before you know it, you're causing rows to get I don't know, to be heard. And you know. Yeah. And then the blame and the guilt and the people pleasing. So it's it's a long every day was a long, tiring, exhausting day. So it's hard to remember as well. I'm actually it's ten years in December since I've finished my counselling. And it's not that you forget or you lose empathy or anything, mm. but it's I don't often think back to how it was on a daily basis, to be fair. So okay. um and along with that comes coping mechanisms. So uh, yeah. I found a few of those and probably don't remember certain bits because of that, mm. if I'm honest. So one of those Mm.
0: the mental health struggles started started quite young Emily what what was going on in your life of or the life of that young girl that affected her so much
1: um if I'm honest it was to do with um my mum so but as as i as I've now learned in mindfulness you blame as my mum always blamed her childhood You know, Mm. there's always somebody else to blame. It's easier to blame other people. Um, I'm a firm believer in we all make mistakes. Parenting, we we don't come with manuals. We don't come with how-to books. So sometimes, you know, I've done it myself. I put my hands up and say, I wasn't sure. I didn't realise I was doing that wrong. Sorry. It's, Mm -hmm. yeah. So. um,
2: Yeah, and you were just saying earlier, Emily, about the guilt you know, the the parent parent guilt. Um would that kind of feed into that a little bit as well? Would that kind of aggravate the depression a little bit more, you know, when you're thinking to yourself, God, have I have I passed this on? Have I am I doing this right? You know what I mean? Like you know, the likes of that can be very perpetual. Did you find that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I strived every day not to be my mum, as daft as that sounds. Mm. Um so yeah. Definitely. And then you're over trying because you don't want to be that person. And before you know it, you're crying at the end of the day. The kids are watching you cry and you're right. back to where you started. It's mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's certainly added to it. Yeah.
2: I think too many people have um, um, strive for perfection. Yeah. You know, nobody's perfect. And. If you want to portray to your child that you're perfect, you're doing them a disservice. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I'm a firm believer in, like I say, holding your hands up. Mm. If you get it wrong, you get it wrong. You don't set out to get it wrong. But like I said, nobody's yeah. perfect. And parenting does not come with a manual, if only. Yeah. If only no. you get birth <laughs> and the book followed. But <laughs> it, does, it just doesn't happen. So you yeah, do learn yeah. with age and things like yeah. that it's one of those cliche lines but it, mm. it, it is true it's true yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah I'd, so, all, I'd always say the clients that are parents and they'd be talking about parenting or whatever it is I was like do you not get the manual <laughs> you must have forgot you forgot to pick it up at reception at the hospital did you not you, you didn't get it no
1: do you get one for every child that's what i want to know because they're all so, so you, must, no, you
0: know you forgot them yeah no yeah. Not to have them. Yeah, yeah, no yeah you put in your oh, make and you, model and then it gives you yeah. a pdf you can get pdfs now so oh. just yeah, email just it, it you don't have to print, print it number. off you know save yeah. save a few trees
1: it's my yeah. lack of technology <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: save the trees oh
2: yeah um you mentioned there earlier emily um uh, anorexia yeah it's something we, we haven't really covered no. on uh on the podcast can you tell us a little bit about your experience with with anorexia Oh,
1: that's a good one um <laughs> i did i suffered i found i put quite a bit of weight on by the time i'd had my third um to which i went on a diet and back then i don't know if anybody will remember but um They were advertising if you ate cereal for breakfast and dinner and that's all. And then I had a proper meal. That's how it started. It was Mm, bizarre to look back. Um, And within six months, I'd dropped four and a half stone, ridiculous amount in such a short time. Mm. And it it just, it had grabbed a hold of me and I'd not realized um, up until then. But it's very controlling, very controlling and rule-ridden, mm-hmm. you set yourself these mm-hmm. rules. And it's only recently, even with the um, help I've had, it's only recently, the last couple of years, where I've been able to, I now enjoy food, and those rules have finally gone. They used to creep back okay. in whenever I was down or if I was having a low patch. Um, but yeah, it's it's really difficult because it mentally feels like somebody is ordering you about even though she your own head doing mm. it, so it's it's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. Um, mm. I was actually told by my psychiatrist though that I, it was a form of the only thing I could control.
0: Yeah, yeah. so I think for an, anyone that's not familiar, anyone that has experience of eating disorders, when when your life feels out of control, that's when the that's when it kicks in because what you can control is your food and your intake and. It does give that sense of control when life feels unmanageable and and out of control,
1: yeah, and when you're not hitting the perfect you're looking for with depression, mm. if I mm. hit my food goals, I was okay, I felt like I'd done something right that day, yeah, so
2: okay and was that a voice in your head, maybe sometimes Emily, that kind of criticized you for being overweight or was it was it somebody or did you have an image in your head of what you had to be?
1: That it's such a bizarre thing to describe because you you literally do not see yourself how other people see you. It doesn't matter how many times you told you look ill or you need to put some weight on. It used to make me laugh actually because the amount of people who would quite openly tell you you look awful. You wouldn't walk up to somebody <laughs> overweight and say, mm, "Yeah, of course." You wouldn't do it, yeah. But people think yeah. often of doing it when you're underweight. It's it's one of those. Um. But yeah, it was just constant voice. But it became it manifested mm. into a physical thing. I couldn't physically fight it. It's it's yeah, yeah very bizarre, very controlling. Mm.
3: At
0: At its height, Emily, what did it look like? You know, could you give us an example, or for people that don't know?
1: Um. It is your height. I was I controlled mine over treats. So, like say only recently will I eat um, sweet things. I used to have rules that were as long as I don't eat anything out of my three meals a day or after six pm, or that was sweet, I could have a treat on a Sunday. So it almost like say feels like you've been set a timetable by somebody. But it is your own timetable, it's a very bizarre thing. Um, I got down to about seven and a half, I think, literally skeleton. Um, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it. it. It's when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see it, I just knew I didn't want to put it back on. I was petrified, I think we're yeah. losing it so quick as well. I was scared to death mm-hmm. of putting it back on and just slipping. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I do feel parenting played a part in that. My mum was often battling with diets. So a constant thing that was said to me as a child was, do I look fat? I look fat. I I look fat like this. And I do think that played a Mm. part as well.
0: Well, I I can definitely say that in in my clinical experience that every woman that I've worked with, their issues around food and weight were internalised from their mother uh constant growing up of mother at Weight Watchers at Slim and World, constantly on this diet and that diet. And I think the parents own insecurities then are projected onto the child of oh you'd want to watch what you're eating there now or mm. clothes are getting a little bit tight. Eh, you know, just just be careful there now. A lot of those insecurities are just projected onto the child and internalized then. So I think nine times out of ten that's that's been my experience that a lot of those issues stem typically, particularly with females, 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 so girls with their mothers and and, and, uh, and the attitudes around food and, and, and weight. I think yeah. that, that you're saying yeah. that was your experience as well, Emily.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the key to anybody who has struggled and is now a parent with awareness. And knowing that that's how it affected you growing up, you, you do make a conscious effort not to be that person, you know, um, and not to say certain things. And Yeah.
0: did you Have you become kind of hypersensitive to it, Emily, have you, as a result? Really conscious of what you say or what you don't say around food or weight with your own kids?
1: Well, that links us on to. Uh, once upon a time, yes, I was very conscious, Um the mindfulness has helped so much with that. Though it's mm. it becomes it does become second nature to not be that where you're thinking about everything you do and thinking about everything you're saying. And again, acceptance, accepting that I wasn't well at the time, made a big difference. Big difference. Yeah.
0: Right. As you said, you no know, awareness is is the key. You know, because awareness creates choice. When something is. Unconscious, it controls us. When we make it conscious, it gives us control over it. So yeah, you know, I always said the clients ninety percent of therapy is is, is awareness. Yeah, you know, so tools and techniques or tips and tricks. As I say, you can fucking Google that. You know. <laughs> that's easy that's easy found. Yeah. it but it's the awareness and the conversation around us. And I remember one I had one young client a couple of years ago, she was a tiny little thing and had a severe history of bulimia and was hospitalized for us and you know, as we were going through stuff and i was saying oh, i said look they probably asked, covered all this in the hospital she's like no i said like, what, what do you mean like she's like no all they want to do in hospital is just weigh you and then you take a food diary and you know what have you ate and what have you ate um and we had a correspondence about it before as well as that no one ever asks why you know why is this person got mm. an eating disorder What's going on that's triggered this? What is the attitude what was the attitudes to food? What was the attitudes to weight that you grew up with? How much of that has informed what your life is like now? And she and she says she's like, I've you know, I've been hospitalized, I've been in our hospital and I've never made as much progress as I have in the short time we had together because someone was actually trying to figure out why this is a problem. Rather triggers. than just go, okay, yeah. let's let's check your weight, let's check what you've eaten. And you know, you, you'd mentioned the self-harm earlier and and the eating disorders, and it's it's kind of worrying and not to scare any parents, but there's a lot of forums and Twitter users, etc., and a kind of dark side of the web of how to hide your eating disorder, how to hide your self-harm behaviors. Um and I suppose it's just to make people aware that that, that information is out there, you know, and it, it's it's very damaging. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it's very damaged people that
1: are
0: that are doing it, and and um, as I said, that excessive information that we have now. Yeah. Wow, yeah. It's, all
1: there. it's funny you say that. I was sent to a dietitian at one point, and I remember her saying, well, "Why? Just try having breakfast. Try having." Why don't you try having? It? It's not that like it was at the end of the day. It's a psychological issue. Not yeah. it wasn't mm. the physical thing. Was was the secondary arrow to it at the end of the day. Mm. So you're right there, and you also the didish, digital age. I have three adult children. A bit similar to you, Alan. Um, three, mm. I have adult children, <laughs> and I've now got younger ones as well. And the difference. Oh, do over. Yeah, yeah, do like yeah. I did. <laughs> I've
3: had a practice run <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: yeah yeah
0: you always <laughs> burn the first pancake <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> don't let
1: me elder say that she's favourite <laughs> um, but no definitely bringing up children now is so hard so hard due mm-hmm. to too much information on everything everything mm-hmm. the amount of things my youngest comes out with and it's off tiktok it's the of my life (laughs) Mm. yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah, it's very very hard very difficult now
0: Mm. Mm. you mentioned there the the two arrows the second arrow i i know what that is but i suppose it's a nice segue into you're having these mental health problems throughout life seen a psychiatrist psychiatrist therapist recommends mindfulness what happened from that moment
1: Oh, eight years happened. Um, From that moment, I got signed off early due to one he was moving away. And rather than be waiting for a second, somebody else to come in, and I I was apparently doing well, I ended up being signed off. So I was left kind of hanging, but through nobody's Mm. fault, really. Mm. Um, I then looked into ways of self-care. Um, at home to keep on top of it the internet is a brilliant thing but like we've just said it's a negative thing as well so I double edged sword yeah so I I looked up meditation I looked up bits and pieces of mindfulness um, in my little Yorkshire town as well there isn't a lot going on as such certainly not down that that route Mm. so um, so I've spent years just researching bits and pieces and you end up with so many jigsaw puzzle pieces I suppose mm. that don't quite fit together you know that you should be doing them all but because they don't quite fit together you don't sustain it you don't keep going with it as a regular practice and um, that's that's what I've found so there is plenty of information out there but too much mm. to a certain degree because at the end of the day meditation and mindfulness is so simple but I could show you years' worth of research that has just piled up and piled up and piled up. So, yeah, um, to which I then hit – I did start noticing regular meditation was really helping, and if ever I slipped off that wagon, so to speak, um, my mental health would creep in or something would happen that would trigger lower points. So lockdown was actually the biggest positive for me because I suddenly had the time and I suddenly had um, the opportunity to learn mindfulness properly and in a way that I could then teach others and say, don't bother with the internet. Don't bother listening. You know, this is all you need to know in this little package. And, you know, it's so simple. So that, that was my aim.
2: Mm. Um, we were talking about depression earlier Emily obviously your um, MBSR helps with depression you know different people describe depression in different ways how do you find it creeping up in you?
1: It's really bizarre because it does creep up that is the right word um, I was recently diagnosed with a few chronic illnesses so it was only in December I was struggling again and it is, okay. it does creep up on you. You don't feel mm. it coming. I've always described depression as being lost. And you don't know why. You don't know why you feel pants, yeah. You don't know why you can't just cheer up. You don't know. Looking round, you have everything you need in life. But you're still not. You still mm. can't feel happy about it. It's, its yeah, just lost is the word I'd use for depression. Yeah um blips i have blips everybody who's probably suffered depression can say the same Where you have these blips and you don't know why you don't know what triggers them but again the awareness kicks in Mm. and you you know you sort it out rather than letting rather rolling with it
2: yeah so I think you've really hit the nail on the head there, Emily, for anybody who doesn't understand depression. I mean, um, you often heard people more so years ago, as opposed to now, because people are a little bit more up to date on depression. But you would hear of, uh, oh, sure, he's depressed or she's depressed. What do you have to be depressed about? Yeah. You've got a lovely car, you've got a lovely house, you've you know, you got a wife or you've a husband, you've got lovely kids and this kind of stuff. What do you have to be depressed about? But I think you hit the nail on the head for anybody who doesn't understand depression having everything you want around you and just not feeling happy, not enjoying it. Like imagine, you know, your favorite thing in the world and thinking about doing it and just not giving a fuck about it. Yeah. That's very, very scary. And you mentioned lost. How do you find your way back? You know, how do you find your way back to caring about that thing you love?
1: Yeah. Um, Again, that's where mindfulness has been amazing for Having gratitude in what you've got there and then in that very moment, and mm. um, just reminding yourself that I it's it's a classic for people who aren't aware of it. But once it's a light bulb moment, mindfulness when you realise how much striving you do, and as soon as I have that bit of money, I'll be happy then. Or as soon as I have that job, yeah. I, that I'll be so much happier. And then that job comes along. And, yeah, you've had a high for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, whatever. But then mm. because you've not appreciated what you had to start with, you don't, yeah. you're you always striving for more, that little bit more. Um, mm. So, yeah, like I said, December I was struggling with accepting accepting my own health. And that's another reason why I, 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 I took up teaching mindfulness is to prove that it doesn't matter how qualified i am or educated or how much i know i still have my blips i still have my times where mm-hmm. suddenly you know why me why me why am i the one who got all these illnesses why so it's all about being aware that that's happening turning it positive in every negative that's one of my yeah. classic lines The positive is, I now have more empathy for people who are suffering with chronic illness. I have to find a positive. And if you look hard enough, you'll find a positive, even if it's a lesson, even if it isn't an actual positive. If you've learned a lesson from something and you can take that away with you, then you've found a positive in a negative. So, Mm. um, actually, my psychiatrist once said to me, um, going back to the depression was literally, he'd never met anybody who could make so many negatives out of anything. He <laughs> said, "If this is, you will make a negative out of absolutely anything, mm, you know. Mm, and it mm. is easy done. The negative bias is, and we all do it. The amount of people, yeah, yeah. you know, don't realize the negative bias and that we will click towards that so easily. Everybody
2: we had um, author Nick Daniels on us um a few months ago and he said something that really resonated with me which was life doesn't get any easier you just get better at managing it
1: yeah and that's that's again another thing we teach on the MBSR is mm. it's about coping. when it isn't a cure for stress it isn't a cure for things that get you down it's giving you the tools to cope with those stresses mm. because they'll always be there it's impermanence of life there will yeah. always be challenges every single day so it's about how you deal with them and cope with them and perceive them that changes
3: mm.
2: so i think we all have a perception of that you know uh maybe in a few years you know things will be easier money will be easier handled relationships will be easier you know what i mean we all have this kind of Ideal picture of what things will be like, and then if it doesn't work out like that, then that's when depression will kick in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And again, there you're pointing out the striving in life. There's a you're always trying mm. to reach goals instead of just being. Today's been a good day. Today's been fine.
3: Mm. Yeah, you know,
0: or even closer. Now is fine. Yeah. Now is okay.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm.
0: Because the reality of it is, is. Unless you're in any kind of physical pain, there's probably nothing wrong with you that, that that's not coming from your mind,
3: yeah,
0: so being able to work with that and taking it back, you know typically you know ruminating mm-hmm. in the past leads to depression, you know dreaming of the future leads to anxiety, but when you bring it back into the present moment and which is why so much of meditation and mindfulness is based on focusing on your breath. Mm-hmm. Because you can't breathe in the past, you can't breathe in the future. You can only breathe in the present moment. So straight away, you're back in the present moment.
1: Yeah. Um, Mm. It's quite a light bulb moment as well when you're learning it from a background I've had from the depression I suffered. It is a light bulb moment when you become aware of how much time you wasted pre-planning, pre-story writing what's going to happen Mm. in the future or mulling over the past. It's an eye-opening moment, I think, definitely. And you, you know, your own thoughts are your own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. Thoughts are not facts. (laughs) Mm,
0: Very true. (laughs) We've said it. We've said MBSR. We've said it a few times. But, but, Emily, can you tell us what it is, what it stands for, and and what it is?
1: (laughs) Yeah, certainly. Um, it's MBSR is mindfulness based stress reduction. Um. And it's basically what we were just saying, Peter, about it's coping with and dealing with everyday life, everyday life. Um, We know now with research, et cetera, how much, and by stress, that can just mean your two-year-old's kicked off in Tesco's this morning or, I don't know, a car pulled out on you while you were driving. That is stress. But when it's chronic stress and it's everyday little things that add up, it, we know it has a negative effect on your health, physically and mentally. Um, mm-hmm. So the mindfulness-based course it was it was written by Jon kabat zing back in '79. Um, he'd been on a retreat with the Buddhists and found mindfulness. But he wanted a way to bring it back to um, modern society without it being classed as Buddhism. Because, as we know, he people do run away from it, don't they? They do run away mm-hmm. if they think it's religious or if they think you're going to be mm-hmm. sat on a cushion giving it all hum. You know, they like it. They're not interested. That's your cushion
0: hanging up behind you, Emily? Is it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, not that I teach on cushions, you're by a, the way. Yeah. You're Anybody who's thinking me. of coming, no, <laughs> it, no. It's...
2: I thought it was sound insulation, actually. <laughs> I thought, fair uh, play, Emily. You know, you're going above and beyond for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a meditation cushion. If you cushion saw cushion, no. how I record
1: <laughs> my meditations, you'd be, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: Ooh, <laughs> under a blanket um, for soundproofing. But yeah, it's basically, the course is an eight-week course, which is structured in such a way that it teaches you the techniques and the um, strategies of how to be more mindful in daily life and how simple these few little things are. But when you put them together and practice on a regular basis, what a difference it can make.
2: To. So is it like meditation, Emily?
1: Yes and no. Um, mm. I do find meditation has such a stigma stuck to it. And the minute, I, if anybody, if I mention to people I meditate, they literally look at me like I'm strange or, you know, or they'll do the classic Buddha line of, hom, do you sit on a cushion in the mm. morning, hum? <laughs> and it's like, really? Um, so there's a... a and avoidance in meditation. So I try not to use the word meditation when I talk about the course, I call it practice um, and it's made up of four formal practices over the eight weeks, two weeks of each. It, the course actually takes quite a bit of commitment, self-commitment and self-discipline, but after that eight weeks it's enough time period to have let you become aware of the difference it can make. So yes, there is meditation involved, but to yoga I'm, as well. Do isn't isn't some yoga practices. I try not to use. I try not to use yoga, but we have mindful mm-hmm. movement.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and that can be anything from lifting your leg to walking, just being just, turning inward, and seeing what you feel as you walk from the minute you lift your knee to the minute you place mm-hmm. it down. Um, and yeah. I think that's the biggest eye-opener to the, the MBSR is the mindful moments where encourage, we encourage clients to go away and pick one task a day, just one, be it washing up, be it having a shower, brushing your teeth with my I'll never forget. I've, my teeth had never felt so clean. because instead of you don't realise until you put that three minutes three minutes a day into thinking about what you are actually doing at that actual moment, paying attention Mm. to the taste of the toothpaste how the toothbrush felt how cold the water was, the temperature and things like that, instead of suddenly you realise how much what was I actually thinking when I brushed my teeth yesterday then, because I don't actually remember Um, brushing my teeth yesterday life Mm. is so much in autopilot Mm. Um, so yeah it's made up of four formal practices which are basically practices of just listening to yourself going inwards and just paying attention to whatever Mm. arises and then we have informal practices which we encourage of um, taking in the good Mindful moments such as just brushing your teeth. Um, mindful eating, that was an interesting one as well for me. That was an eye opener, and I enjoy teaching that now. You know, the amount of thought. What's
2: mindful eating? Mindful. Just concentrating on what you're eating, is it?
1: Basically. And nothing else? Yeah. We okay. Did you do
0: the raisin exercise,
2: Emily? Yes.
1: I was just about yeah. to say, yeah, we did <laughs> okay. the
0: raisins. You, you can tell them about that one. But it's, the raisin. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: raisin exercise. Uh, practice, literally just taking in that you can have a choice of three in your hand and it's looking at the colours, looking at what what shape it is literally putting all your attention into said raisins and then why did you pick that raisin? You know placing it in your mouth and not, not doing anything with it but just leaving it there for a minute and the difference in taste etc. is
2: I can't help but think if I had a raisin in front of me that I was looking at, I'd think if I blew ear into this, it'd become a grape, wouldn't it?
0: (laughs) 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 But you could spend minutes just looking at it and then minutes smelling it and it's yeah. holding it in your mouth and
1: up against the line that
0: sensation of the first bite yeah yeah, huh. yeah. it's yeah. just it's what whatever you're doing is what you're doing it's it's that mindfulness it's yeah. mindfully washing the dishes it's mindfully brushing your teeth mm. Mm. uh but the but the key piece in it all is with an attitude of non-judgment yes you know so it's not yeah. judging what you're doing of oh fuck this or oh i love this or this is shit or whatever it is it's like okay this is this is what it is at the moment. So it is that That's awareness right of the present moment with with that attitude of non-judgment and, and curiosity.
1: Yeah.
3: Those,
0: leaning into it rather than fighting against it.
1: Yeah, those informal practices are just, they might be three, five minutes a day, but it's enough to show you how much you're in autopilot, how much your mind mm. just goes off on its own. Mm. Um, it's enough to bring awareness to how judgmental we are as a society. Everything's got mm. to be labelled good or bad or mm. pretty or ugly or everything. You do, And until you take those just few minutes of awareness mm. and realise and see how much your mind just wanders on things like that. It's, so, yeah.
2: I remember a while ago I was in, a, I possibly mentioned this on another podcast, I can't remember, but I was in a coffee shop and... Mm. Um, I'm going to sit down and have a cup of coffee, but I'm not going to look at my phone. I
1: remember you. It
2: no, was yeah. just me. Yeah I, you, yeah, I did say, OK. But yeah, it was, <laughs> I just got so self-conscious, you know what I mean? I felt like the weirdo, you know, the loner, you know, there <laughs> in his own, drinking a coffee, looking around, you know, yeah. and so I just picked up my phone.
1: But that's a classic. <laughs> you know? That is a classic. Um, Ten years ago, I wouldn't have been able to go in anywhere on my own because of, feeling like that and whereas nowadays i i enjoy it i do enjoy it and i've i've maybe become a bit critical of people who are constantly on the phones you know what what (laughs) you're looking at pick up a book yeah pick up a book turn the telly off and just sit in silence for a bit that that's Mm. another eye opener and awareness point of the mbsr the amount of people who say i'm just having 10 minutes just relaxing for 10 minutes what with the telly on you're not, you're not giving yourself yeah. that 10 minutes yourself going inwards and saying, "How do I feel right now why, why am I feeling that way? you know is there a reason for it or just seeing what yeah what comes up in yourself mm. so.
2: brilliant Emily, before we let you go, um, is there anything you can tell to anybody who's listening right now you know is there one small little technique you'd recommend for everybody is there something people can do on a daily basis even uh, that just lasts a couple of minutes or something like that that can kind of uh, that can help de-stress focus
1: yeah um my favorite or my particular go-to is the stop technique which we use um and again i'll never forget how i came about it but that Knowing knowing your own triggers to a stress. Mine was at the time, my 10-year-old was quite vocal. And before you know it, she's pushed the right buttons and I'm shouting back at her. With them, with awareness of my triggers, you can just pause for that minute. Just pause, not even a minute. And that gap, that pause, gives you enough time to respond rather than react. And yeah. I began just walking away. And it baffled her. She was baffled herself in, Wait, where are you going? Have I made you really mad? She was saying, because I didn't react how she expected me to react. Um, mm. So just that stopping and just pausing when you know you've been triggered.
0: You, you were kind of caught in a dance then, Emily, was it? She'd do something, she'd react, she'd be shouting, you'd be shouting back, and she's shouting back. Mm. And this this was the dance that you did until you went. No, I'm I'm stepping out with this.
1: Yeah, definitely. But but that's just my example. How many people mm-hmm. a car when they're driving? That's their trigger. Driving is their trigger to being highly stressed and reacting. Um, everybody's is different. So again, it's back to the MBSR teaches you to be aware of your own triggers, be aware of your own behaviours and habitual patterns. I'm pausing when you become aware of them, but you have to be aware of them first.
3: Mm.
1: But that pause um, makes a a huge difference in coping in daily life with things that life throws at you. You know, and they're not stresses anymore, so they are just everyday life. That's just life. was,
0: Was that the biggest impact that when you were doing the course had on you? Emily, that it generated that awareness, or was there something else that you went, holy shit, this is, this is the good shit.
1: Um, that was my main one, yeah. Being aware of my own triggers, and when the more you become aware, the more you become aware. If that makes sense, um, yeah. they're kicking quicker. So you know your mm. triggers, and you'll pause. I think the other one was missing so much. I mindfully walk home from school every day now, and I look at the trees and I look at colours. And there's so much that we miss because we're just away with the fairies, or wherever our mind is, or right in the shopping yeah. list. To actually, I I purposely pay particular attention on my walk home every day to the sky, to the birds. Um, and the negative bias, we don't see things because we don't pay particular attention to them. When you do pay attention and awareness, that's when they'll then log in your mind and become that thing you want to see every day rather than striving mm. for things that you think will make you happy. Um Yeah, you, that, that was another one for me. Just being aware and taking notice in everyday things. Mm. Mm.
2: Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, it reminds me of the, the skiers analogy. Did you ever hear that? You know, when you see skiers, um, uh, they're whizzing through trees, you know, it could be 60 miles an hour, and they're clearing them, no problem. But they need to look at the path and not the trees.
3: Yeah.
2: If they're going yeah. down the hills and they're going my job now is to avoid the trees, you're probably going to hit a tree. Yeah. But if you're if you're looking at it go, my job is to follow the path, you're going to follow the path.
1: Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's the same with your physical body as well. Um, the body scan practice we do makes you become more aware of your physical presence all the time. I realised after doing that for a week that I sit, my legs were tensed all the time, even when I was sat watching telly so-called relaxing, I'd I'd be Mm. tense all the time. And little things just become so habitual that you don't even realise you're doing them. So awareness would be the biggest thing I'd say you learn from the MBSR, becoming aware Mm. of everything around you in that moment and in you.
2: Brilliant. Now, that was straight talking MBSR. Big shout to Emily Hume for coming on and chatting to us this week and, well, this month, I suppose. But um, the great thing about that was Emily heard the podcast and she wanted to come on and tell her story. And that's what we love. We love when you come on and tell your story. So if you want to do that, drop us an email. Hello at stmhpodcast.com. Or you can get us on all the socials. Uh, Just type in Straight talking Mental Health. uh, Or you can get us on the uh, the website, stmhpodcast.com and uh, get in touch. Anyway, there's loads of ways to get in touch. And of course, if you mm. want to listen back to any of the episodes, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to them or on the aforementioned website
0: as well. Just a reminder for people haven't already that you can leave a five-star review now on Spotify. That has a huge impact. Obviously, if you look or oh, looking and then you go, oh, that, that podcast has loads of five stars there. So you could always do it on iTunes. If you haven't already, please do. But you can now do it on Spotify. Uh, so if you haven't already, we would hugely, hugely appreciate that. If you feel the the podcast warrants five stars that you would just give it a five star rating in spotify
2: how do you do it on spotify i'm on spotify it's now right okay how do how do i rate a podcast
0: you might no maybe you're only able to do it might only be able to do it on the phone app maybe all right and um, follow i can follow it
2: i can share it but there's no option to actually go on and go right let's most only be on the size. app oh let's let's have a look uh, right okay so if i open the app Tell us how to do Let it. Let me see. Right. Okay. I'm going to open up Spotify here. Where are you going? Yeah. Here even on
0: the, There isn't even any ratings on the on the desktop app there.
2: Uh, no, there's nothing on it. I'm not there. Uh, right. Let's, let's do a search. Straight Talking Mental Health. Lovely. And let's go to Straight Talking Mental Health. Let's click on that. Uh, all episodes. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, ah I see it now so you can give it a rating there's like a little underneath the the picture you follow you have notification settings then you have a description mm-hmm. underneath the description it gives you the option to give uh, stars and then it gives you a description click on the stars then it goes how do you rate the show five stars let's go for that thank you for rating you are very welcome there you go so <laughs> that's how you do it basically We're down 4.9 Four point. Four that's five. a disgrace 4.9 yeah. who was that point one of a person yeah let's find them let's Fuck call them out sex. let's Seriously.
0: cancel them <laughs> 4.9 is pretty good so yeah if Aye. everyone could if please if you if you feel the, the podcast warrants 5 stars then please please do if you've learned something if you've taken something if this has helped you or has helped someone you care about then that's all you gotta do that's all you can pay us back on iTunes or Spotify or money we'll take money or, we'll take money too <laughs>
2: <laughs> or Bitcoin we'll take Bitcoin either I don't mind <laughs> <laughs> Right, dude. Cheers for that, and uh, let's Hi, leave man. the last word with Emily. We'll chat to you next month,
0: Emily. One of the things we we ask everyone that comes on the podcast, as I'm sure you're aware, is to share some words of wisdom, some life learnings, some something they've taken from this life that the, they would like to impart with the listeners. Is there anything you would like to you'd like to share on that front? It doesn't have to be John Cabot's in. No, take that hand. It can be. It can be from the Emily school of life.
1: The Emily and people who are, who see me every day and know this is one of my catchphrases, so to speak. It's positive in every negative. If you if you look and give yourself a minute to just look into anything that's happened in that day, um, you will find something you can take as a positive. But you've got to look. You can't just it doesn't just pop in your head at the end of the day. There is a positive in every negative.
0: Street talk
1: mental health.
0: Street talk mental health. Street talk. talk mental health.
3: The mind is a terrible thing.